Hey community, on today's episode of the podcast, Matt sits down with Cody Carnes to talk about his new album, God is Good, talk about songwriting, tips he has for worship leaders. It was so great to get to talk to Cody. We hope you enjoy the episode and be sure to get the master tracks for his entire album on loopcommunity.com. What's up, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Loop Live. My name is Matt McCoy. I'm the founder of loopcommunity.com, and I'm also the host of the Loop Live show. And I'm very excited about today's show. We have a very special guest, worship leader, songwriter, Cody Carnes. If you've never heard that name before, you for sure have heard his songs, The Blessing, Run to the Father, Nothing Else. Christ Be Magnified, Firm Foundation, so many great songs for the church. And I'm really excited to talk with him about his story as a worship leader. And uh, he also has a new album coming out this Friday. We're going to talk about that a little bit. So what are we waiting for? Let's bring in Cody Carnes. Cody, good to see you, man. Hey, how's it going? So good (laughs) to see you, man. I know. I'm glad to have you on the show. Thank you for taking the time. Yes. So thank you for just give us a background story. Tell us about just the story of how you started leading worship. Like who taught you to lead, to, who taught you how to lead worship or who inspired you? I just would love to know. Yeah. So um, I grew up in a little small town in West Texas and uh, I was, I attended First Baptist Church, Big Spring, Texas. And uh, I started leading um I started getting involved with music early on as a kid. I mean, I, I've loved music since I was like two years old or something crazy like that and grew up in a musical family. And so uh, I started serving in church, you know, I remember eight, nine years old, you know, singing with my mom and uh, and then, you know, 13, 14, around there is when I started leading worship for my youth group. And uh, that's really, really, really where it all started. You know, I was leading... Uh, I was leading Crowder songs and Tomlin songs and uh, United songs and, um, uh, you know, just really inspired by all of those things. But really just fell in love with leading worship in that kind of small little youth room, 40, 50 kid um, in West Texas. And uh, uh, yeah, that's that's awesome. What? um do we have you there? You cut out there just for a second. I'm here. Yeah. I think, oh yeah, we got you. So leading worship in youth group. I feel like that's the story of a lot of worship leaders who are probably even watching this. So like, Hey, got started in youth group. Um, what is, so like if you could go back and tell yourself like a younger version of yourself, or let's just say you're like having coffee with a young worship leader who's just starting, maybe they're 16, right? And they're just getting going. If you could go back and tell a younger version of yourself some advice for the road ahead, what would you say? Oh, I think I would say um, take the pressure off, you Mm -hmm. know? I think so many times we can get so caught up in um, everything has to be perfect and it has to sound like this and it has to be like that. And, and uh, worship goes, uh, especially now I'm telling myself too, like just take the pressure off of yourself. You know, you don't have to sound like this or that it doesn't have to be perfect. Um, really, there's something so beautiful in just the kind of 
very human offering of worship to God that's imperfect and um, and just really focusing on the community of believers that you're that you're leading, really focusing on those people, and uh, really you're there to you're there to minister to the Lord and you're there to serve people, and that's it, you know. So yeah. really, just um, uh, serving uh, people and, and making sure you're leading them well, making sure that you're leading them in a way that they connect to God, you know, and, uh, every community is different. Um, but yeah, just take the pressure off and have fun. I think now it's so easy as worship leaders, we have access to so many other people's ministries, you know, and uh, not just from their music. I mean, I had access back when I started leading worship, but just from records, just from songs, you know, now I can't, Imagine back then having access on Instagram and TikTok and all these, I can see like very, very intimate details of what people are doing. And I think it'd be very easy to get caught up in comparison, you know, yeah, but compa- yeah. because God created you to be you. He created you for the community that you're in. And so um, you really have to kind of zone in with the Holy Spirit of who am I? What am I created to do? What am I created to say and be and um, what's, what's the community that I'm leading? You know, uh, the community that I'm leading may not connect to God the same way that the community that I see on Instagram. And so I can't necessarily just compare. And so I think really just being focused on, um, what the Holy Spirit's telling you and what he's, what he's asking you to do, um, is the most important thing. Yeah, that's a big one, man. Cause comparison is such a thief of joy and with Instagram, yeah. social media, like, gosh, it is a really hard place for I think most people to even be and you know kind of talking about the whole taking the pressure off I've wondered this because you've written these songs that are bro I gotta just tell you I feel like you are a very anointed songwriter you're writing these songs that are just really for lack of better word like sweet like you have these songs that are just very tender and sweet and like a worship I think of like nothing else I grew up in the vineyard church movement my dad was a pastor, worship leader. My mom was a worship leader. And I think of like the song, like nothing else. And it's such a simple song, but it brings you right into like that place where it's just you and God worshiping. And it's just so sweet. But you've got these other songs like, you know, Christ Be Magnified. Firm Foundation right now is like my favorite song. I lead that <laughs> probably too that. much. My church is going to fire <laughs> me because I lead that song so much. That's um, awesome. That is such an insane song, but Thanks. you've got an, a, a gift with writing these songs, the blessing, right? Huge. I want to talk about the blessing in a minute, but back to your, your, your point about pressure. I'm curious from your perspective, how do you go into a songwriting session without feeling pressure to write like <laughs> a huge song, like another massive song? Like how do, what, what is something you do when you go into a songwriting session to really kind of release that pressure? Yeah, well, I have a, I have an understanding that the songs that I've been a part of, the songs you mentioned, I've been a part of writing. Um, I could tell you a story about each of them, how they were written, and the consistent thing is that it felt like God just gave them in the room. It felt like they were gifts, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I have this understanding that it's not, it's not my own strength, and it's not that I'm an amazing songwriter. I've worked mm-hmm. hard to. To, to get as good as I can at it. Cause I want to be able to, I want to be able to communicate an idea. And a, if I get a burden from the Holy spirit to write a song, I want to be able to communicate it as best I can. So I, I've worked hard at that, but really the magic comes from God being in the room. I mean, those songs, 
uh, every single one of them, we were having an encounter with God while we were writing it, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I think the pressure can come off in that way because I've written a lot of bad songs. I still write a lot of bad songs and not every day is one of those days, you know? And, uh, and I'm okay with that because that's just part of the, that's part of the process. One thing I have learned about those days that are those off days or whatever you want to call them is that you, you learn something every single time you sit down to write a song. And I think I started realizing that about a year ago that, Oh, wow. I'm going to go into every write, and if I write that song today, awesome. And if I don't, I'm going to learn something. I'm going to take something. I'm going to put it in my tool belt, and it's going to help me. And that could be as simple as like, oh, I didn't realize that this melody worked over this chord. Now, that's really interesting, uh, you know, melodic choice over that chord. That, that's a really pretty, like, dissonant, whatever it is. That's yeah. a little tool belt, and it, it will come out at some point in another song, you know. And... Um, so I think it's just being diligent just to sit down and do it, you know, and I try yeah. to write with people that I really love, like friends that um, that I know are pursuing God and that are excited to write songs for the church. And they want to meet with God the same way that I do and, 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 and just as passionately as I do. And so really, when we sit down to write songs, we're just we're just trying to we're chasing the glory of God together, you know, yeah. and uh, sometimes that comes out in a song you hear and sometimes it doesn't yeah. really come to the song, but it, but we had, you know, a, a good time that day together as friends and we met with God. And so, um, but I, you know, Bill Johnson said something really interesting about songwriting one time that I, it's always stuck with me. Uh, he said, um, write sound, write songs out of an encounter with God, because when they, when you do that song, sorry, that encounter gets locked up in that song. Mm. So each time that it's listened to, that it's sung, that it's heard, people are invited into a similar encounter encounter with Jesus that you had when you were writing it. And that changed my life because I realized it's not about just sitting down and trying to write great songs. It's about sitting down and encountering Jesus. And a song like Nothing Else is is literally that. I mean, that's one of the yeah. deepest I've ever had in my life. It changed my life. And, um, and I just happened to be writing a song while I had this encounter with Jesus. And I think that's what you feel in that song. That's, I, I, you know, I see people having similar encounters with Jesus that I had when I go out and lead that song. And it's so powerful, that truth of, you know, you've got to have those encounters in those songs. That's so true, man. You can hear that in that song. And that song does bring you to that place. So I love what you're saying that, you know, writing worship songs out of worship, like literally having an a moment, a worship moment with God and writing songs out of that. So if we rewind back to like, if you can remember when you first started writing songs, and this is, I'm guessing before people ever even knew who you were <laughs> or yeah. uh, knew your songs, you know, some worship leaders who are songwriters now, you know, they might be trying to do it to get their songs heard or be successful. Um but there's also this weird tension of like, you know, wanting your songs to make an impact, wanting your songs to be heard, but also really a pure desire to write songs. And you love the Lord and you love worshiping, you love leading people in worship, whatever. And there's this tension between like, yeah, I love writing the songs, but I also want to get these songs heard. How would you say you like dealt with that kind of like tension? And I'm, and I'm talking about like, if you can go back to like before you were known as Cody, like known Cody Carnes as a songwriter. Yeah. yeah. Like, 
that tension of like having this goal of being successful, because I feel like some worshipers would look at what you've done and be like, wow, he like hit the jackpot, you know, like he won the lot, like great songwriter. His songs are actually heard. Like, I don't know if that question makes any sense, but is there any tips you would give a songwriter who is, has a yeah. heart for the Lord, has a heart for worship, but wants their songs to do something and go somewhere? Yeah. Well, like I said before, it's all about the community that's right in front of you. Mm-hmm. And leading, or when I started writing songs for church, I was 18, 19. I had just started attending Gateway Church in Dallas. Um, I was just a worship leader there. And my intention for writing my songs was I, w- I, could, I could visualize the people that were right in front of me. I could visualize Gateway Church, you know. And I, my, my heart was, I want to help them connect to God. I want to give them language to God. I want to, I want to write something that, that, that leads them into worship, you know, and that was the goal. And, and, and when I led songs there, when I led a new song there, the goal was like, are these people being led into the presence of God by this song, Mm -hmm. you know? And so, and, and that's, that's still the goal. I mean, now, now my, my room has changed, you know, Um, but I still, Room. I still have, I have a local church here in Nashville, The Belonging, that we're writing yeah. for. And I think about that room a lot when I'm writing. Um, and then I have a different room. I, now I go different places and I lead worship and that's, but that's still my room. That's still the community of people that God has given me in this season. And so I'm still, the goal is still the same. Serve the people that are right in front of you, you know, with these songs. And you have to let God do all of the rest, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I still have to tell myself that I have an album coming out in a few days, you know, and uh, I still have to tell, I have still have to like remind myself, like I cannot strive for these songs to be heard. Like ultimately I've written them. I've, I've been obedient to write what I feel like was God gave me to write. What was in my heart to write was in my heart to say. Um, And then now I just have to let, let it be what it is, you know, and God really breathes on songs. The blessing is a great example because we were not promoting the blessing, you know, we couldn't, we were at home and yeah. uh, just did all of that. He, he breathed on it. We were obedient to, to release it when he said to release it, which was crazy. That's a whole story in itself. Um, and we did that. And then from that point, it was like, it was up, up to God. It's up to God to do that. And so yeah. you really just have to let that happen and, and um, don't expect it to go viral. Like that's just so disappointing because it doesn't happen, you know? Yeah. And yeah. We, uh, pleasantly surprised it's just like i can't believe this you know but it doesn't happen your your goal is to serve the people that that's in front of you and if you if you serve the people in front of you it's such a success oh man like that's that's where god has placed you right now he needs you there to serve those people well to lead them well and when Mm -hmm. you do such a success and you know i think god blesses it and does all that kind of stuff but really that's not the goal the goal is to just is to worship god and serve the people that's awesome So yeah, The Blessing is such a great example of that. I mean, that song just blew up and God just like blew that song all over the world. I feel like overnight. Can you, I'm sure you've talked about this song a ton, but just for like a few minutes before we dive into your new album, because I want to talk about that. Tell us just something about what was it like to be a part of The Blessing? And maybe if there's a story or something you want to share about that song. Yeah, I mean it was it was amazing. It was it was um it was somewhat of a you know a normal songwriting day. I mean we showed up. Um, we went to Charlotte with our friends Elevation. We were there just to lead worship on their weekend services, yeah. and then we ended up 
writing day two days before. So we went in a little early and we wrote and um, and we wrote we wrote an entirely different song for the first eight hours of the day. And it's a song you'll probably never hear. It's not very good. <laughs> like I yeah. said, it happens. It happens all the time, you know, and that's yeah. okay. It's great. Um, and then towards the end of the day, this idea sparked to write around the number six, the, the, the number 624, the blessing. And so, um, you know, we, we, we lean into that idea and, um, and we stayed for another four or five hours and finished it. And, um, and I remember when that idea came in the room, it just felt really, it just felt different. It just felt like the presence of God was in the room in a different way all of a sudden. Um, and, you know, it, the song just kind of, it kind of fell out at that point. It was, it was, it was pretty easy to write because it felt like these just light bulbs were just going off. You know, these little ideas were just, God was just dropping them in the room. And so you're just trying to be obedient to put them down as best you can. And, um, yeah. and, and then, you know, a couple of days later, uh, after we wrote the song, they were like, well, why don't you lead it this weekend at church? You know, I was like, okay. So we lead it at church. And then, um, I remember the day after we got home on a Monday, you know, after church and, that moment was so special leading it that we just felt this stirring to just release the song like immediately. Yeah. And, uh, and I remember, so we, we kind of had to go through all these hoops to make that happen yeah. on our side, elevation side. I mean, there was so much to work through to make it happen, but we all just felt so strong. We had to release it. And so that following Friday, so five days later, we released it on YouTube and it just started going around virally instantly. It was wild to see it. Yeah. And we didn't know that a week from the day later, after release on YouTube, that the pandemic would start in the country, which the whole world would shut down. Yeah. And so it was it was a Friday a week later that all that happened. Yeah. And the song had already been out for a week and it was doing its thing. And then all of a sudden, you know, here we are in this pandemic and everyone's freaking out and this song is just kind of already out there. And so yeah. it was just one of those things where, um, like I said, it's just, you're, you're trying to be obedient every step of the way you're trying to sit in a room and you're really just wanting to hear God and you're wanting to put those things down. And, and then you're really wanting to hear God about the next step, lead it at church. Yeah. Okay. And then you get home and you're hearing God about, Hey, release this right now. Okay. And yeah. then release it. And then, like I said, it just, it just it just did it i mean we didn't do anything to to do what it did other than just try to be in that room that day you know and um it is amazing just to be a part of it you know that song is such a gift and i i almost feel like i have this side of me that's removed from even writing it because it's such a gift to our family it's such a gift to uh us as if we didn't write it you know in that season we were over our kids and you know we're we're trying to fight off fear and anxiety and all these things and yeah. we're singing and it's helping us. And it's, it was like this, this salve that just calmed and, and, and just healed certain things. And, and uh, so I'm just thankful that God did that. I mean, I'm just thankful that that was something that he chose to drop in the world, a, a song full of his promises in a yeah. season that really needed. Like God is really that awesome. Like he's just, yeah. he's just, he's in it with us. He's, 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 He's ahead. He's he he knows what's coming. He sees it. He's with us. He's he gives us things to comfort us. He gives us things to remind us of his promises. And and so yeah, just it's it's really trippy to me, honestly, to be a part of the song because I almost feel like I'm. I, and there's times when I 
I appreciate the song as if I'm not a part of it. And then I have to remember like, wait, you got to be a part of writing that song. Like that's just, yeah. you know, it's just a gift, man. I'm just really thankful. Really, really thankful. It's pretty incredible. I remember those first few weeks of that song. I remember being home in my home office, like in a home office, you know, everybody, the pandemic had just started. I yeah. remember my wife was in the kitchen. We had like a two-year-old at the time. They were like walking around the house and, you know, we were all, everyone was kind of scared in a way. I remember my wife being kind of scared. And I remember I had my piano and I started singing The Blessing because mm. I had just heard it or something on YouTube. I can't remember where I found it, but I found it yeah. somewhere and I was singing it. And this does not happen often, but my wife came in and she said, what is the song that you're singing right now? And she doesn't really acknowledge <laughs> often songs that I'm singing, but that one she did. She's like, what is that? Mm. And I told her, I was like, you got to have listened to this new song. And I remember she sent that link out to all of her family who was all, you know, feeling very afraid at the time. And yep. like, what, what an incredible thing. Yeah. It is a gift from God yeah. for that specific yeah. time. Yeah. So anyways, thank you for that. Thanks for sharing the story about that. Awesome. Um, your new album is coming out Friday. God is good. Tell it us is. about the new album. What, what do we need to know? Uh, I mean, this is my first live album to do. I'm very excited about it. Um, it was really, really special. The night we recorded it, just some unbelievable moments in the presence of God. And um, Where'd you I'm excited. It at? I recorded it at my home church now, The Belonging in Nashville. Cool. Um, yeah. And so it was, it was, it's a dream team of people and the songs feel really special. You know, I, I think, um, I think coming out of that whole season of, of being in pandemic and, and fighting anxiety and fear and all of that, you know, a lot of these songs were written into that, in that season. And ironically, they're, they're full of a lot of joy. <laughs> it's quite yeah. the contrast to um, the season they were written in. And I really love that because I feel like that's so God, you know, um, we really can have like, you know, in Firm Foundation, it says joy and chaos, peace that makes no sense. You know, mm -hmm. that really is it. That's what I, I feel like um, this album is just kind of full of joy and um, and it's full of some really intimate moments as well. And but there's just a lot of joy bombs on this record. And that's kind of um, what yeah. I'm so excited about. And, you know, I think coming out of this season and, and so in a lot of ways, we're we're quote unquote back to normal or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. In the physical we are but i think in the mental and the emotional we are not i mean we are just still living yeah. in the repercussion of the season and it really just shook everything you know and so now we're coming out of it of like a lot of people are just like what is the truth what is up from down i still don't really know and i wanted to just make a bold statement and that coming out of that with these songs of like god is good he is who he says he is we can take yeah. him at his word we, almost feeling like let's let's reestablish what the truth is and, you know, in this yeah. season and let's reestablish that God is good. Like we can have joy. We can have peace. It doesn't matter what's happening. Yeah. Like that is constant and consistent, you know, and so that's really the heart of this album. I, I pray that it's like, it's like that good friend you go to coffee with, you know, when you just need someone to talk to and your head is spinning yeah. and, you know, leave that meeting, they, they speak truth. They speak joy. You laugh together. You cry together. Um, and then you leave that, you leave that time with them just feeling just focused and refreshed and like yeah. the fog. It, I really pray that this album is like that good friend, you know, um, yeah. that experiencing it really, it helps to cut through the fog and the noise. And, um, it's really just all centered around the scriptures. It's all centered around the, the truth of God, the goodness of God. 
And uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited for people to experience it. We're, we're going to have all the multi-tracks up on Friday for the album at Loop Community. Is there a song specifically that if you're like, hey, worship leader, you should check this uh, one out for your church? Is there one that you're excited about for the church to sing? Uh, there's quite a few. I mean, um, off the top of my head, I'll mention three really fast. Take You at Your Word is a song with Ben Hastings. And um, it's an up-tempo song. It's super fun and it's super declarative. Uh, when you see the video, the video is the first time that people in the room had heard the song and the energy is insane. It, it shocked all of that's us. Cool. So yeah. it's it's apparently something that's really easy to grab onto and has a lot of faith in it. Um, there's a song called Simple Kingdom that I wrote with Brian and Katie Torwalt. It was on their record a few months ago and I did a new version of it as well. I'm really, I love this song. There's a lot of beautiful poetic language about the kingdom of God and this really vertical chorus um, yeah. that's been great in our community and then the third one i think is the very last track on the record it's called how precious is the blood um and it's a really really fun song to lead it's really kind of a communion song um but it has this really fun like joy bomb bridge in it yeah Um, really kind of beautiful chorus about how marvelous how wonderful how precious is the blood um and so that's that's a great one that could be used in certain uh elements of a service as well so yeah those three i would say but um i'm really proud of every single song and i'm not just saying that um when i got into this process to make this this album um i thought i would have six or seven songs out of 30 that i love and i had 20 and uh, it was and so I ended up recording actually two albums, uh, two different nights, two different albums. So this album that's coming out is the first 10 songs basically out of those 20. And then the next album will be out sometime next year. Um, but wow. it's already already done. So I, I really, um, I went into this process like I just can't cut, cut any of these songs. I can't trim this down to one album. So I'm really excited about all of them. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome, man. All right. So my last question for you. And this is just more personal to kind of humanize you a little bit to all these worship leaders listening. What does like a normal week look like for you? Like, could you describe what a normal week looks like for you? Like songwriting schedules or travel or school drop off lane or I don't know. I mean, every week is different. I try to be home as much as I can to drop my kids off at school. I did it today. My son did not want to go to school today. It was a whole ordeal. I actually had to like, (laughs) Yeah, it was a big ordeal. So it's very real around here. Um, yeah. But everything's different in our lives. It literally, I mean, this week I'm home because I'm doing album release interviews yeah. and uh, I'm still finishing up the second album. So I'll be recording vocals and doing kinds of some of the little punchy things and mixing. And um, and then, uh, you know, next week we're traveling to Orange County and Tulsa. And then we're home on next weekend doing an event here in Nashville. So some weeks are travel, some weeks are writing, some weeks are, it's just every week is kind of yeah. kind of different. But we take our kids a lot with us when we travel, which is awesome. And a lot of times they're at home and yeah, we're taking them to school. Today I'll pick up Canyon, uh, my son from school, and he has his first ever golf lesson. He's six. So I'm pretty awesome. pumped about that. That's and great. so we're going to do that tonight and then I'm going to watch yeah. the Cowboys game hopefully they beat the giants yeah you know my day today every day's different <laughs> yeah that's awesome man well i really appreciate you taking the time uh to hop on this interview and we're we're all looking forward to the album so it's coming out this friday make sure everybody go check it out yeah. we got the tracks on loop community too so Sick. cody great cody great to see you man
Thanks for you taking the time. Yep. Blessings, man. Talk to you soon. All right, you guys. Cody Carnes, new album coming out. God is good on Friday. We've got all the multi-tracks at loopcommunity.com. Do not miss this album. You can listen to it everywhere. There is music, I'm sure. So type in the comments wherever you're watching this video from. What's one thing that you're walking away from that you thought was interesting? And uh, make sure you stay tuned for future Loop Live episodes. We've got a lot of great interviews lined up. We'll see you soon. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Couldn't do what we do without you. Let us know in the comments what you thought. Also, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Follow us on Facebook, YouTube. Stay tuned. we got a bunch more stuff coming. Appreciate you guys. See ya. Thank you.